bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. <laughs> Welcome to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Man the Second, and, and we are discussing the importance of water, of and, H2O. And hydration. Mm -hmm. Hydration, yeah. proper hydration. Uh, it, it's not about the taste. It's about hydrating. Isn't that right, Zane Gray? That's absolutely correct. Drink more water, Greg. Drink, drink more water. I'm yeah. like, you know, five minutes away from blowing away in you the You know dust. your body is mostly made of water. That's right. The, the earth is mostly made of water. We're drawn to water. So drink water. I love to be in water. I just don't like to drink it. You don't like to drink it. It doesn't okay. taste that great. It's not supposed to have supposed a taste. It's supposed to, man. It, it should have some kind of flavor to it. Which, well, is, that why, is, a... which is why I have this. <laughs> but you say this doesn't count. Right. See, this is, this is clear. I mean, this is just clear. And how boring is what? that? You know what? At least he's going to be hydrated. That's not. I, I don't. It's okay if I'm boring. I have no problem with that whatsoever because... The only person I have to, uh, in, you know, to cheer up and engage with, really, is myself. I, so if, if I'm exciting to myself, that's really all that matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Are we, well, does this count as summer health tips and things like yeah, that? Yeah, it does. Summer it heat? does. So yeah. what's the show that you've got that, that deals with, with health, for your health? Uh, well, I had that on Headline News oh. like 25 years do, do ago. Do you not have a health show on this? Uh, we've talked about it, but no, not, not need, right You know now. what? Let's do a health show, and I'll be your first You're gonna guest. You're going to host the guest <laughs> or the host? host can you be a doctor on TV? <laughs> yeah, I sure can. <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah, Dr. Fahrenheit. I am that was good. Noel yeah. T. Manning II. Uh, that over there is uh, Reginald Dwight beside Campbell One. Reginald Dwight, good to see you, man. Uh, good to be here. songwriter. Uh, really excited to talk about your movie uh, today. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's all true. It is yeah. all true. Uh, Zane Gray, you've already seen uh, Zane Zane. We've got Zane back from uh, Georgia. That's me. Uh, spending some time with us. Uh, we we got a lot of movies to talk about today. Is, yes. Is, do you drive up for this every week? I for the last last week I did, and this week I did. So yeah, that's great. So, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. The, the pay must be working. You, you, the, the pay the pay scale that you've got going on here must be working. I must be paying him too much. Then. We'll see about that. <laughs> Well, uh, Zane did get a chance to, to see uh, an early screening of a movie with me, so that was good. Uh, we're gonna movie talk about, or the event? Uh, we're we're going to talk about that. Uh, that, of course, uh, the X-Men film Dark Phoenix. Uh, also going to give reviews of Godzilla, Ma, and then a few weeks ago we did talk about Rocket Man, uh, but we, we need to mention it because we've all seen that mm -hmm. now, so we'll, we'll spend some time talking about that and see what, what other time we have left. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim Foster, back there with the Tim Cam. You, you still here? Yeah, good you to see you, man. Forget, Tim. Oh, He's look, Sundrop. Sundrop. That's the Cleveland County favorite. Uh, Sundrop and Cheerwine. Now, now, those are both made in North Carolina, right? Salisbury? Isn't uh, that right? I don't know. Sundrop from North Carolina? I think I so. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim said it is. Yeah. I mean, Pepsi didn't Pepsi, Pepsi originate? Pepsi did originate in North Carolina. Pepsi yeah. is in Newburn. Yeah. They've got the big uh, Cheerwine. Cheerwine. Yeah. 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 I love sure. I used oh, to I love sure. Oh, I used, used to drink Sundrop so often you got uh, uh, kidney, kidney stones. stones yeah. It was you actually drink, yeah. Dr. Pepper and sure wine. Um, you got kidney stones, Tim? You have them today? Well, you're fighting them off? No, 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 no. Well, just, 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 okay, just, just go over to your right and to your right, to your right side. Right, no, what your are you right side. To do? Look I for can't Elvis. See the monitor. Just, this is a yeah, show. Elvis is gnome. Okay, just, just, yeah, oh, rub his right. hat up top. And, and make a wish and say, kidney stones, be gone. And they'll be gone. That's how wow. it happens. That's why, see, it's a magical gnome that you guys had no hey, idea. Hey, you know, do you know what the best way to prevent kidney stones is, Greg? Drink water. Drink water. 
I, I'm, I'm not, not sure which water. I'd rather have. I, would I, you, no, trust me. Well, I, I've heard bad things about you kidney don't. stones, yeah. but I know bad things about water. Ah, uh, okay. Well, water will kill you, man. Too much, uh, too uh, much health, water. Yeah, well, that's right. Health tips uh, from the Meet Me in the Movie uh, TV crew, <laughs> uh, and we are not registered doctors, so we have to make that. Do we really need to tell them? Little that. disclaimer there, a little disclaimer there. Well, let's dive into this movie, Zane. Uh, and, and Greg didn't see this one, but he can sure chime in because he wasn't thoughts. invited. He wasn't invited. Well, uh, the new, new X Men film, uh, Dark Phoenix, this is the fourth. Uh, in this particular franchise, it was rebooted, uh, but it was still kept early on the continuity of the early uh, X-Men films that we remember with uh, with Jean-Luc Picard as Professor X. And, you know, I, I had my love-hate relationships with the early uh, films with, uh, with um, of course, Patrick Stewart uh, as Professor X. Um, but I thought that they did a really nice job when they came with the reboot, those first two films. Uh, the first one, X-Men First Class, mm -hmm. that took you back to the 60s. Right. It had a little, little fun, did something a little different, and then, um, and then also Days of Future Past, which, you know, kind of crossover, had a crossover event with the original X-Men, which I thought was done really well. Mm -hmm. was not a big fan of Apocalypse, which came out just a few years ago. Three years ago, Not yeah. a big fan of that. Dark Phoenix has been a movie that's been, uh, been delayed. Mm -hmm. Rescheduled, delayed, rescheduled, delayed. Finally, it's hitting the big screen. Uh, they had an early screening set up, and uh, you, you go into these screenings um, that you sometimes you never know, okay, is this a, a media screening or is it a screening where they've got contest winners coming in as well? Mm -hmm. Normally in the summer, you're going to see all the contest winners. They're, they want a full house because they want the critics to get that feel of what it's like with an audience. So show up this week to this screening, walk in, there's one person sitting in there. Uh, and also there was, an embargo, there was an embargo that you couldn't release your review until the Wednesday before opening. So those are uh, sometimes troubled signs. Right. So as we go into this film, um, you've got Jean Grey, who's one of the characters, who's one of the most powerful mutants. And if anybody's followed the X-Men mm -hmm. storylines, you know, knows that, uh, that she's kind of kept it under control or she's, her powers have been contained mm -hmm for whatever reason. Well, they are let loose in Dark Phoenix uh, with some deadly ramifications. Mm -hmm. It's probably an easy way to describe it. So we go in and uh, let, let's, do you, you want to talk anything about the story more than what I've just said? No, I, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Uh, my first reactions, well, my first thing is it was very underwhelming, mm -hmm. uh, which is sad because First Class and Days of Future Past were on a hot streak and, you know, Noel wasn't a big fan of Apocalypse. I was. Uh, but I understood the divisiveness of that movie, and so Dark Phoenix was, you know, it's essentially wrapping up this cast of X-Men, and, you know, the way that they ended it was very lackluster, for a better yeah. word, and um, I'm very disappointed knowing that this is the last time we're going to see James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender in, as these characters, and, you know, in the next couple years they're going to get rebooted. Uh, but, yeah, just the way they wrapped it up was really just... I, wish, I wanted more from that. Yeah, the, the acting was subpar, and you've got some great talent. I mean, you've got Jessica Chastain, you've got Jennifer Lawrence in this, you've got Sophie Turner in this, you've got McAvoy, as you mentioned, Fassbender. So you've got some good talent, but I, I felt like that for most of it, they were just kind of 
you know, showing up for work yep. and let me punch my clock and get paid. So we're talking poor direction. That's oh, yeah. That's the thing. So we're yeah. not talking poor acting but because they can't, right? That's, yep. so, that's one thing yeah. that I mentioned. Simon Kimberg, who directed this, who's been heavily involved with writing and producing, has never directed anything before. Yeah. This was his first time directing something. Yes. I would have liked to have seen something before to get a sense of his style, but... Yeah. That, I mean, it was a very poorly directed movie. Yeah, I, I really felt, I mean, there were times that I saw some of the characters' dialogue and some mm -hmm. of their interactions, and I'm thinking to myself, was that the best take yeah. for that particular mm -hmm. scene? Uh, and I felt that way several times. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give you some positives of it for me. The sound design was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's an opening scene early on where uh, you're seeing the space shuttle Endeavor lift off, mm -hmm. and I felt like I was there on the launch pad. And that's a good feeling to have for this kind of yeah. thing. Kind of like First Man was on the lift Yes, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, the music, Hans Zimmer did the music for this. Mm -hmm. That was spectacular. Uh, I really liked some of the cinematography Me too. as well. Uh, you know, with a film like this, it's heavy on effects and stunts. And I thought some of those were better than others. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, the directing was just a real, real mm -hmm. rough spot for yeah. me. And uh, the story actually... Was, uh, the movie itself was less than two hours, mm -hmm. but I felt like they were trying to cram a lot of things into this story. And, and there were times that I saw the characters making choices that I thought were just stupid. Um, I mean, there was one fight scene and, uh, and all, these, all these characters had to do was actually cross the street to really get into the battle, but instead they decided to have a fight to get across the street. And I'm like, what is that? What was that all about? Uh, I'd say, you know, the first two acts, I think, were probably the weakest of the movie, in my opinion. But then also, when we get to the third act, we have this really cool train sequence, or action sequence on a train, and it was cool because all the X-Men got to be utilized more. And I think some of the other X-Men, I'm not going to say who, are really underutilized a lot. Um, and I think just the ending really saved it for me, in all seriousness. And so, um, yeah, just, I was hoping, I, I was really hoping, again, for yep. more, just a better way to send off these people, these characters. Yeah, and, and you know, you come in with the baggage of superhero films, liking them or, or hating them, but also coming into this off of Endgame, which was such a spectacular film, mm -hmm. um, it's hard not to compare the next superhero film, especially when it's a team film. Right. Yeah. And um, there was no comparison. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at those two side by side, uh, I mean, to me, um, uh, Avengers Endgame had all the potential to fail mm -hmm. because there was so much going on and so much at stake to try to wrap up that particular chapter. Mm -hmm. This one had the same, yeah. um, but also coming on the heels of just, you know, a month later, mm -hmm. uh, it, it just it just didn't uh, fulfill. And that's funny because these X Men movies have been around for just much longer, much longer than yeah. the Marvel movies have recently since yeah. what, 99, since the first X-Men? Yeah, going back to the late 90s, early, early 2000s. Yeah. So I, I really, I, I'm like you, I hoped for more. Mm -hmm. uh, it just did not fulfill. So I think unfilled potential is probably one of the easiest ways to describe it. So this. what's next for X-Men? You mentioned uh, a reboot? Maybe in the next, I'd say like five years or so, we'll probably, not in this upcoming phase of the MCU, but I think after this, you'll probably start seeing. Will they be integrated more with in the MCU? I, I would think, I think so. so, yeah, I think so. Uh, you'll, see, you'll see, you know, whether it's Magneto or Logan or a type yeah. of an X-Men character in the MCU somehow. Mm -hmm. I, still, I still love the characters. I still love what the X-Men mm -hmm. franchise did and, and also love the, the original st source material. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's 
marvelous when you really go back to that original source material and find out why the X-Men existed. And mm -hmm. they've talked about, they've been able to cover so many political uh, and social aspects mm -hmm. over the course of these films that, um, that maybe hoped, maybe helped people to think mm -hmm. a little more. So I, I, I give it to them for that, mm -hmm. but this film just, C plus yeah. is honestly the best that I feel I can do mm -hmm. for this movie. I'm just gonna go with a C. Okay, all right. X-Men Dark Phoenix uh, in theaters now. Well, let's talk about uh, another kind of monster, big screen chaos and mayhem, Godzilla. Mr. Tillman, you got a chance to check out Godzilla, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I saw it uh, opening night. All right, so let's, let's get your thoughts on, uh, on Godzilla. And, and what do you wanna share about the story that's needed? Please don't tell me anything about the story. Is there a story? <laughs> <laughs> it's Godzilla. It's a big, dumb, in a good way, monster movie. And, and there's really nothing more to it than that, I don't think. I don't think the humans are particularly interesting characters. You have Oscar nominees, Oscar uh, and, uh, Emmy winners. Yeah, yep. and that's, you have a great cast, but they're not really given anything much to do except fill in the space between the, the monster battles, which look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, the monster, when the monsters were on screen is when this film really was shining. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the sound was oh, great. Right. The score was great, except I did have problems at times when you did, when the monsters were out on the screen, you had the characters sometimes interacting in small, intimate spaces, and sometimes the music felt a little too loud. The mix loud. was a little off. The mix was off. Yeah, yeah so I you got that. that, too. I wonder if it's really the, the mixing of the film or... The balance of the speakers in the theater. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. How, I don't know how theater audio systems work. Yeah, but I, I will say that was a little distracting at times. I mean, the, the storyline is: we now live in a world with monsters, Titans. where they exist. It's no longer myth, um, and you you get some backstory on how long they have maybe been here. Um, and uh, I, I I will say that was some interesting stuff for me about you know trying to find out the history of some of these monsters mm -hmm. and of course you've always got a villain that wants to control the monsters there were a few twists and turns along the way with some plot um, character twists that that maybe people didn't see coming but I, I thought the casting was great but yeah you know the movie did not was not the box office draw the opening weekend that uh, that many had hoped uh, but if you're uh, if you're looking for just dumb fun, as mm -hmm. you like to call it. it, it was there for that. What other thoughts do you want to share about no, it, this movie? No, it, it was supposed to give me spectacle, and I surely got that out of this movie. I saw it last Thursday, and you know, just to see these titans, King Ghidorah, Rodan, Mothra, and Godzilla all fight one another was great. So yeah. yeah, that was what I was going in for, and I surely got that. I was satisfied with overall. I mean, the characters are very thin. They're, it's silly, and it's very goofy, but in terms of the spectacle, it didn't yeah. disappoint. Yeah, and there's a, you know, there are quite a few teases for the next film, which is going to be Kong and Godzilla going after each I other. Not wait for it. So there were a lot of teases for that, and uh, that release date is uh, in 2020. Yep, I think it's March. March 2020. Oh, that's soon. So it's not yeah. not too far away. No so. one has to be in that movie. Just King Kong and Godzilla. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Just leave the people out of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Just leave them out of it. Uh, so anyway, uh, your rating. B. 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 Yeah, and a B for me too. So a solid, B, B, B. rounded around B. Tim, did you see Godzilla? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, speaking of Godzilla, we do have a sponsor for this week's show. I don't know if you guys realize that, but uh, the sponsor for this week's show is um, Monarch Breath Mints. Uh, when you have Godzilla breath, we are the alpha of breath fresheners. Uh, halitosis uh, does make you unpopular, right there. We do appreciate uh, appreciate uh, this week's you know what else sponsor, makes, you know what makes, uh, you Monarch know what else? Breath Mints. You know what else makes you unpopular? What's that? Don't, not drinking water. Uh, there you go.
Well, we'll take a break and we'll come back and see if we can get Greg Tillman some water uh, right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, we do have uh, Tim back there in the Tim Cam, and we do appreciate him uh, as always. And Elvis Nomsley, Zane Gray, and I'm the old team out of the second. Uh, hang around. Uh, uh, quick intermission. We're going to come back with more movies. We'll talk about Ma and Rocket Man right after this. Sarah Miller, the host of Artworks. Each month we bring to you wonderful, talented artists from here in, in Cleveland County and, and the region. We have artists, we have potters, we have painters, we have musicians, we have actors. We just have wonderful artists that come to you and tell you about all that they're doing, their creativity, what inspires them. Join me here on Artworks each month on C19. You can also watch us online at c19.tv. There are oceans and rocks, places where fish swim and birds fly. History is made, art is created, things happen that should always be remembered. Heroes emerge, a woman sets people free, a man makes light, a leader steps forward. It can be a place, a feeling, a state of mind. So get up, get out there, and find your park. Let's get ready to rumble! Sad whenever somebody yelled at Walker up until he was introduced, and I just thought that that was out That was uncalled. Was that you, Wayne? No, it wasn't me, but I believe that she should be locked well, up. Well, uh, We're at the train wreck. Wes is, Wes is right, and so... That's Two weeks in a row, he said I've been right. I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to reassess a little bit here. How you doing? Sorry, I was I was just jabbering. Q, huh? I was jabbering about uh, about a, a colleague of Greg's. Yeah, Al Dunkelman. Well, yeah. Al Dunkelman. Maybe we need to get Al Dunkelman to write us a Meet Me the Movie theme song. Oh, that'd be good. Ooh, what do you think of that? Great. That way, whenever we load this, it won't get tagged for copyright infringement, and I have to say, no, we're not infringing on your copyright. We are not. Well, let's talk about Octavia Spencer, uh, Oscar winner from the uh, movie The Help, and just uh, an amazing actress, and really anything she does. There's a new, move, new movie called Ma from Blumhouse Productions, uh, low budget, uh, as we've talked about before with Blumhouse. You know, you can, you can go into these Blumhouse films and know that you're going to have limited sets, limited mm -hmm. cast, and, uh, and limited budgets, and, and you know, it's you, some hit, some miss. Well, Octavia, let me just share this. She is so dang good, and anything that she chooses to do, whether it's a small role, you know, um, you know, a supporting role or a lead role, she just is stellar. And in this film, Ma, she is the absolute best thing about this movie. Uh, you know, the concept is um, you've got this woman who somehow ends up befriending these teenagers and giving them a place to hang out and do whatever teenagers decide they want to do when their parents aren't around. That's the storyline and that's her basement. Only a couple rules. One of the rules is you can't 
leave the basement and go upstairs. Well, in the, in the first 15 minutes when that's said, you're like, okay, the story question is what's upstairs and what's gonna happen if you go upstairs? When you got a psycho like Octavia Spencer's character, Ma, and she is a psycho by all intents and purposes in this movie, you stay in the basement or you just don't go to her house altogether. Uh, the movie itself, interesting kind of concept uh, with her in the lead. The teenage, teenage cast, mm -hmm. they did a fine job. The problem is the characters were just idiots because Ma would do some things that were a little odd uh, and off-putting. One, for example, um, this doesn't give a whole lot away, but uh, one of the, the teenage characters says something like, well, you know, Ma, what you really need to do is this, this, and this in this basement. And she kind of gets a little ticked off. She grabs a gun, sticks it to him, and she says, take off all your clothes. And they're like, okay, and all the friends are watching, and they're not, and the, the kid, you know, the kid strips down, and she says, I'm just messing with you, there's no bullets in here. And, you know, and then that kid comes back time and time again, I'm like, okay, if you do that to me, if Greg said, take off all your clothes right now. Trust you know, me, I'm, I will never <laughs> say that to you. But, uh, you know, with a gun, I probably would not come back. Yeah. I would probably not come back. So there are some story issues throughout this movie. There are some choices that the characters make that just teenagers would not make them. Um, also, in this day of, of you know, of posting everything everywhere and what you're doing, the fact that the parents of these kids didn't know where their kids were because they were taking pictures left and right, right, it just, it was just not believable. And uh, she was magnificent in it. Um, if, if the movie had been a better film, um, and like I said, I like the story concept, but the, the story itself just didn't pan out. Uh, if it had been a better film, she may have gotten some Oscar nomination buzz really? out of this. She was that good. Wow. She was that good. But uh, the movie itself, really the, the best that I can give this is a C uh, for Ma, which is in theaters now. Hmm. Questions, thoughts, comments? Great. You want to go see Ma? I think I'll pass. Okay. Yeah, but Tim. Teens in movies like that are generally stupid anyway, right? Yeah, I was about to say, a lot of horror you know, movies typically have, have But very... this one didn't have the typical horror feel to it. It was more like a psychological thriller. Okay. I mean, mm -hmm. she was, you know, she was just, you know, you did get her backstory and you got to understand why she was like she was, but it still didn't matter in the mm -hmm. end. Uh, it was a short film. It was only like an hour and 30, 39 minutes, but it felt much longer mm -hmm. um, and, and, and not in a good way. So, uh, Tim, I think you want to go check out Ma. Um, you, uh, when we talked earlier, you were saying this would have been a great thing for Mother's Day if it had come out like a month earlier. Yeah, because you would have taken your mom and, and your sister and your brother. You're, you don't have a sister, but Paul, he's like your mom sometimes, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, Ma in theaters now. Uh, Stay away from it or you can go see it, it's up to you. All right, let's talk about Rocket Man. Uh, Douglas Davidson guested uh, here uh, just a couple weeks ago. He gave this a solid A rating, he loved it. Uh, we don't have a, a lot of time to go into it, but it is the, uh, a musical journey uh, about Elton John. And it, and it is a true form musical, so we'll let people know that right up front. It's not like uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody biopic that music is, is 
the supporting character, this is musical, is as important, mm -hmm. and the way the songs are performed. So, uh, Greg, you as a musician, I want to get your thoughts That's first. That's questionable, but okay. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts first on this film. Uh, I've always been a fan of Elton John from day one. Who's the guy that played him? I can't pronounce his name. Aaron Edgerton. Yeah. He was terrific. Yeah. He was great. And the story, when you look at it, 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 it fits the mold of about any type of biopic, mm -hmm. almost to the point of being cliche, but the fact that it was all true in his yeah. case yeah. Uh, gave it a lot more heft, I think. At first, I was a little put off by the the lack of chronology of, of, the, of the music catalog. You know, they played Crocodile Rock in 1969 instead of when it was out in 1974 or something like that. But as it went along, I saw what they were doing, yep. and it, it fit. It fit perfectly. The, the choices made it about every turn in that film were the right ones by the actors, by the directors. Mm -hmm. Everything worked in that. I thought it was a, a art, almost. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, and this is one of your favorite films of it, the year. Probably my, as of right now, it's probably my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, it is, uh, it is spectacular art, and I think you, you've nailed it. And um, as someone who has always loved music, mm -hmm. Uh, and I always love the music of Elton John. I, I, you know, I think back to seeing him in concert. My mom took me back when I was a kid, and I've seen him too. The yeah. spectacular yeah. of what he did, and he was as much performance as he was about the music. Mm -hmm. And what I mean is, his he was a spectacle. Yeah. I mean, you did you went to see him to hear the music yeah. without a doubt. But it was also okay. What is he going to wear? Mm -hmm. What is he going to? What's the show going to be like? And uh, yeah, this was a, a, an incredibly solid film, um, you know, and, and the way the songs were chosen. I thought the casting was spot on really mm -hmm. across the board. Um, for you, what, what did you like about this movie so I, much? I mean, being the youngest person in the room, I, uh, I love, I grew up with Elton John, even with something like his songs from The Lion King and things of that nature, and just the humanization of, and the delicate nature of his character art through the movie really moved me and kind of broke me a lot. So, uh, yeah, I really don't want the Academy to um, have this go under the radar in terms of uh, Taron Egerton's performance. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, it really blew me away in ways that I wasn't even expecting it to be. Yeah, and it is the, uh, you talk about stereotypical story of fame mm -hmm. and all that goes with it uh, the good the bad and the ugly and uh, you know that is that is there and uh, you know Douglas mentioned this that they don't hold back yeah. the ugly yeah. and um, but and you have it, to credit Elton John to that oh absolutely he could have shut down that and easily if you oh yeah to. yeah and and uh, yeah it was it was it was spectacular I mean it, it's um, it's not for everybody because if you were expecting just a traditional biopic that's not what this is. Right. This is this is told through the fantasy elements, but it is also told as a true form mm -hmm. musical. But I, I like so how I dance. like how they told his story in a musical because then it, kind oh, of, it gets me thinking like the other other musicians that I would like to see mm -hmm. told in this format. Oh, so. I agree. I agree. I think it's the you know it's the summer of, of music. I mean, we've got the movie Yesterday coming out, which I'm incredibly excited yeah. about. Yeah. Later on in the summer, a film called Blinded by the Light that looks at the songs, lyrics of Springsteen, um, Springsteen yeah, and uh, I'm really looking forward uh, to mm -hmm. those two films. Uh, I do want to mention uh, one more quick movie. Uh, this is a Netflix original, uh, Always Be My Maybe. It's a romantic comedy, mm -hmm. and uh, it is absolutely wonderful. It's great writing. It's uh, excellent um, um, acting. Mm -hmm. The chemistry between the two lead, uh, leads are, are, are phenomenal as well. Keanu, ha Keanu Reeves has a, uh, a, a cameo that's, um, that has substance. I, I would just leave it at that, but 
You know, if you're looking for uh, just a good romantic comedy, there's not a whole lot of those out there right now. Mm -hmm. uh, go to Netflix. Uh, highly recommend checking that out. I'm giving that an A rating. We did not rate uh, Rocket Man. What's your rating for Rocket Man? Uh, solid A. A. Yeah, solid A for me as well uh, for Rocket Man. But always be my maybe. Also, I'm giving that uh, an A rating. So if you're looking for something uh, to watch at home, highly recommend that. Uh, any final comments before we wrap the show up? We don't have much time, but I do no. want to plug Deadwood, the movie that hit HBO Ooh, yeah. uh, a few days ago. If you love the series, and it's not for everyone, you'll love the movie. It, it's fantastic. Finally it was 13 years career. in the making, oh, wow. but uh, it was worth it. Yeah, and, and the, the series was absolutely spectacular, and so I, I am excited about uh, the movie. Uh, movie quote of the week, uh, this comes from uh, Bernie Taupin who was the uh, lyricist, the guy behind Elton John's success in so many different ways. This comes from uh, Rocket Man. You were never ordinary. And I think that's just perfectly Great. said about anybody. Nobody is, nobody is ordinary. We are all spectacular and different and unique in our own ways. So there you go. Uh, food and wisdom For thought. Uh, right here. Yeah. Uh, drink your water. Drink your water, Greg. Drink it well. Uh, and make sure there are no kidney stones in it. Kitty stones in my water. <laughs> for Greg Tillman, for Zane Gray, uh, also for uh, Tim Foster on the Tim Cam, Tim Foster, uh, and Elvis Nomsley uh, and the Sundrop. So next time, that is a wrap. Thank you.